0: All right, Suns fans, here we are on the precipice of Game 6. One of the most important games in Phoenix Suns history. Once again, they're down 3-2 in an NBA Finals with an opportunity to push it to a Game 7. They've yet to do that. They didn't do it in 1976. They didn't do it in 1993. Here we are, the day before Game, set, game 6, hoping that we can make it to game seven welcome ladies and gentlemen to the sun's jam session podcast i'm joined as per usual by my good friend matthew here we are matthew precipice of game six how you doing doing good a
1: lot better today how are you feeling today i mean i have a lot of hope left because the series is not over so i'm actually feeling not too bad still not gonna watch the game i'm gonna listen to it from al mccoy to start the game but i'm in a better zone today
0: that's a good strategy because I really feel like listening to it on ESPN just just frustrates me. It, it, it makes me not feel good inside, and I think that might be a solid strategy. Uh, I wish I didn't have DirecTV and it would sync up a little bit better. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I'm in a good space, and I think that that's where a lot of Phoenix Suns fans are trying to navigate how they're feeling, how to approach this. To many, many Suns fans, this is a foreign feeling. Matthew, this is your first time truly remembering an NBA Finals and the stress that goes with being so utterly close to an NBA championship. So it's interesting how we all kind of navigate it our own way. We approach it mentally. Uh, I don't like to talk to people about it. I've been weird. You know, people are coming up and be like, so uh, you want to talk about game five? I'm like, just go listen to my podcast. I put all my energy out there. Uh, Can we talk about anything? I'm like, oh, the weather, the clouds are being clouds like i'll do anything not to talk about the suns right now
1: no i'm the same exact way anybody that walks into the break room like nope not having it sit down at my desk anybody that says anything Suns, I'm like i don't even know what that is what are you talking about what game i'm not even talking about it so just like the players themselves you know focus on the next game
0: yep absolutely and you know so that's what we're here to do on the sun's jam session podcast is to finally kind of reconvene and have conversations about the suns as we prepare for game six. So everybody who has decided to join us live while watching YouTube or Twitch, we thank you smash that thumbs up button. While you're here, you can become an elite jamster by clicking the join button or following the link in the description below. Uh, You can donate via the super chat. If you like, we can use it for more beer money or for uh, in case we need to see a psychiatrist after the series. It really helps with, uh, what's the name of the doctor in some of the Sopranos?
1: Um, Dr. Malfi? I don't remember her
0: name. Is it Malfi? I have no idea, dude. Dr. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're Dr. Malfi. Uh, so you can subscribe or send us money via the Super Chat so we can pay to see uh, Dr. Malfi. <laughs> um, subscribe, rate, review on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it right here on the pod. Uh, without further ado, I think it's time to pop a beer. Uh, it's one thing I haven't been doing. I, I've only been drinking while I'm on the pod, because uh, if I didn't, or if I if I did outside of this podcast, I would be called an alcoholic. Because so It'd be, an issue. It'd be an issue. This team makes me drink. So cheers, Suns fans. Matthew, I assume you're just visualizing it. A water.
1: I gotta go to the gym.
0: There you go. It's so, a bag. Pop. Them. There you go. Pop. Them if you got them, let's talk about game six, baby. Plenty of different emotions from Suns fans across the board. You have Code Player 26 in the chat. He says, sorry, guys, but I'm sad and I'm scared. You know, there's other people who are confident. There's other people who are, uh, you know, kind of just, just ready for this game to start. They're excited, as, as well they should be. And we're going on the road, um, a place where the Milwaukee Bucks have played very, very well at home this postseason, only losing one game. I see some people in the chat are saying that Potentially, Scott Foster could be a referee in this game. You know, mm-hmm. just just give us give us all of all of the the odds to go against. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you mentally as you pre- prepare yourself as a fan for this game?
1: Um, I'm honestly. I- the biggest thing I'm trying to do is like look the other way. You know, anytime like the Bucks were putting up a shot last game, look the other way because you knew it was going to go in, especially in that third quarter. I'm just trying to avoid things right now. And it is scary. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be frustrated and mad. Whatever you want to do to be a fan out there, you know, let it let it go. Because honestly, whatever you need to do to get through the day till this game is played, that's it. And if you want to watch the game on mute and if it will help you through it, then go ahead and do that because I just don't know this feeling. And when you're going into the series, when you're up 2-0 and you, you know, we think we're going to win it and uh, why not? I mean, the sun's team has been playing really great and you thought we had this series and it, it's accepting it's, it's exceptional. I think for us to just to think that a little bit, but I just, I just, I never had this feeling. And I think winning the title now, If we were to win it in seven, it's just it's a better feeling now that I know that when we were down, how bad it felt. (laughs) It helps you kind of like it'll help me enjoy it even more if they can pull this off to be like, wow, we freaking came back and won this series. So I'm looking forward to that feeling, even though this feeling right now is just I don't know, it's trash cans inside, dude. It's dumpsters. (laughs) It's just trash inside of my stomach all day long. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it no, no <laughs> you're right. No, <laughs> That's all I feel like. it, I feel like trash. It, it,
0: yeah, you feel like trash. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a tough feeling to navigate. And I think back to 2001 and I I made this comparison on Twitter the other day and um I know that Trevor Booth from Bright Side of the Sun he wrote a little piece about it as well. I remember 2001 Diamondbacks World Series. And you want to talk about gut-wrenching, okay? Now granted, everyone knows I'm a Dodgers fan, but that was my senior year of high school. And that's what we did that year. Like parties, every game we were watching very engaged fan base and seeing that, that, that Dimebacks team go up two nothing and then go to New York and lose three in a row. Now, granted it's different because it's not two, two, one, one, one in the series format, but it was two, three, two going to New York and the way that they lost those games, having young, yep. young Kim blow the game twice, I mean, it was truly and utterly gut-wrenching to the point of, like, manic depression. And I think the only thing that's different, the difference is in baseball, it was just game after game after game. There's no three days in between where you, you get to sit and mull and think and, and, you know, generate anxiety, things of that nature. But I went, to game, I went to game two with my mom. I went to game six, which was a party. I was 19 years old, and the, the Dimebacks just waxed them. And then we went to game seven and everybody knows what happens in game seven. So I think that knowing that really it, it instills confidence in me because it can be done. We've seen it be done. Teams that are down three, two in the NBA finals have a better chance of coming back and winning than teams that are down two one in the series. And knowing that seeing how close these games have been, I'm still, I still have confidence in this Suns team and, even if they lose, man, this season has been amazing. It's been such a fun trip. It's been a, it's been fantastic coming on here after every game with the Jamsters, with the solar panel guys during the playoff run, but you know, just you and I, every game after, it they've been really entertaining to watch. And I look forward to seeing how they respond when they are truly pushed up against a wall like they are going into game 6. It's going to be crazy in Milwaukee. You're going to have the Deer District outside, which has no impact on the game. But ESPN will show it 30 freaking times and shove it down your throat. But it's going to be a raucous crowd. And I really think that this team has the capacity, has the coaching, and has the talent to overcome everything that's going to be thrown against them, whether it is just the Bucks, just the crowd, or if it's Scott Foster as well. I don't care. Like, I'm not complaining about the refs no matter what. I think that we've, we, we've become the fan base that complains about the refs too much. Am I wrong?
1: Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't for sure. I know you don't. And and, and, (laughs) and, 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 kudos to
0: you because you, you, you typically (laughs) never bitch about the refs and it's, it's such an easy thing to do in any sport, especially basketball, because they're so heavily involved. But I think that we've really, as a fan base, and this again is, is looking at it from one point of view is we've become a fan base that is typically, you know, not too engaged with referees and things of that nature, but somehow, some way, that's all we talk about. Like I'm seeing photos of Devin Booker when D- Drew Holiday's taking the ball yeah. from him, like the pinkies on the arm. They're like, These refs fucking suck. How'd they miss that? It? That's <laughs> yeah. like it's a pinky so, on the arm and it's a pretty damn clean steal, that was a dude. Steal. Like it that was, was a, a steal. steal.
1: This is basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so and it, that wasn't the rest fault either and i think Booker even knows you can see on his face after the game he's like why did i go so deep into the paint you to get that shot up he's
0: during the play he's like what the fuck did i do yeah
1: yeah you know and a lot of these games too these last three losses all the mistakes they've made all the quarters where they've just kind of not even it's not like they've given up but just the play they had in the second quarter last game you know it's like how do you fix that that for next game to where it doesn't happen again. I mean, they've had these instances where Chris Paul pretty much almost, he threw the game in game, uh, game four or well, I'm sorry. Game three. Was it game three, game four? <laughs> I think it was in game, game four.
0: Where we got blown out by 20. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the way he played that game, then he bounced back had a pretty decent game. Still. I don't think it's a level he should have played at, of course, to get us that win towards the end, hit some big threes, but he absolutely needs to go to the next level. To the next game. So I think we've learned as much as we can, From these losses the Suns players have to go into the next game to go into game seven to know what they have to do to rebound in those certain situations because there's a lot of situations out there where the Suns definitely should have just regrouped should have been the better team to come out of a timeout call a timeout two shots out of the in the second quarter to get back in the game for the Bucks timeout. Do something different. Learn from those mistakes. I really think they have. And to go back to the Diamondbacks thing, you know, I'm a Yankees fan, John, right? So I honestly, I love those. I love those. That was the craziest thing ever when they actually hit those, uh, when they came back and Jeter hit that home run in game. I think it was game five. But then, you know, if the Bucs were to win this series, you know, it's nice because it would be just be Giannis. It's only positive, of course. But then it's also great for the Suns to win this series, to beat Giannis the way he's came back and the way he has played in the series like an MVP to be like, you know what, we beat probably maybe the best player in the league at that time besides Jokic and the way MB was playing, those centers. Mm-hmm. Like we had to go through that guy. And it'd be that much more satisfying if the Suns can pull this off.
0: Yeah, if they pull this off, I highly doubt that you'll have any Argument outside of Los Angeles in which, well, the Suns won a championship against injured teams along the way. Because seeing the way that Giannis and this team has performed in the NBA finals, if the Suns can overcome that, win two games to close out the series and bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy, all of that becomes a moot point. And we knew as Suns fans, even if we swept them, that was a moot point because we just want a goddamn championship. Uh, but you're right. I think that, you know, the way that this team uh, has responded time and time again this season is something that we should always remember. And we, we got to keep in the back of our minds and and the talent is there and you have to credit the bucks, man. They're a damn good team. And you know, we both have been saying it the entire series. We said it right at the beginning. It's like, listen, man, two and oh is nice, but you got to win four because this team's damn talented. And when you have Giannis putting up 32 and 13 on, on a 61% shooting, like, that's legit, man, and all you got to do is put a, a couple of good guys around him and see if uh, see if it works out, you know, and I think that it'll be really important, some of those defensive matchups. We mentioned a little bit on the last podcast, but uh, Espo was saying put McHale on Drew Holiday. I believe that. I really do. I think that that could be a solid answer for this team. I know that Drew Holiday has a hard time with some point guards. He's, he doesn't have the lateral quickness necessary to stop the likes of LaMelo or James Harden or some of those quick guys. But I don't really feel like Drew Holiday's super quick. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, with the length of Mikhail Bridges outside of them switching Mikhail off of Drew, I really think that could be a successful matchup. What do you think?
1: I think so too. And he's almost like a smaller, the way he's playing this series is like a smaller Luka where he's just using his body to get where he wants in the court. Not quick at all. Yeah. But all of a sudden he's there. He's there next to the rim. He's backing some guy down. He's wide open for three. You know, this is the player that they wanted, of course, coming into the series. They got him. Giannis was hurt. You didn't know what you're gonna get. Well, you got the MVP back. You got these guys that are performing like they should have been all playoffs, all season long, and they got to the finals somehow without Drew Holiday even playing this certain way. But the shots they are making, I mean, Middleton is just a dream when it comes to shooting. What he is shooting right now in the playoffs or in the in the finals for the Bucks, but those guys, they're tough shots, you know. And and I don't, don't want to say like, hey, they're they they're not going to make those next game. I mean, they might. They might. It's how the Suns respond to that. You know what I mean? I think the third quarter they did a lot better job. Second quarter they didn't, but they got that defense to where they were the hands were in the face. And whether or not they make it or not, you can live you have to live with it. And then perform on the other end. That was the thing, right? Like last game was the Suns would get the stop but then couldn't answer really on the next possession or two because that's what you had to do against this team i mean every little possession is very very fragile for the suns right now because getting those the defensive rebounds are very very difficult Mm -hmm. so i mean anytime they have the ball in the offensive end they have to execute and that's the one thing they just weren't doing unless booker was just going off and hitting those
0: ridiculous shots well, they did execute it finally in the fourth quarter. But like you said, I mean, at that time, so much of the team is spent because you have to spend so much time on the boards and so much effort trying to get those 50-50 balls, which the Suns just didn't have the capacity to get on with a regular basis, not only in game five, but kind of throughout the series. You know, those 50-50 balls, a lot of them have gone the Bucks' way. But you know what? That's why it's a series. And typically these things start to even themselves out. And I think that, Chris Middleton shooting, because again, he's somebody who is very streaky He and, and we knew it coming in. He was going to have a couple really good games, a couple subpar games. And, you know, if he gets kind of an average game where we get him to, you know, anywhere between 15 and 22 points, I really feel like that's a win for the Suns because that means he's not going through those microwave sessions where he's just hitting everything while Giannis can take a few plays off standing in the corner, waiting for him to shoot, crash the boards and ca- just in case. So, you know, again, it's it's going to be a challenge that we have to face but I think that you know mentally, I'm finally at that point where, like, bring it on, like, let's do this thing. Uh, I, I wish it was today, I really do. Um, but I really think that, given everything that's up against them, we're really going to learn about Devin Booker. And I think that a lot of people, and again, I've I've really stayed off of social media for the most part. Yeah, I just it, it's too much infighting. And you you wrote a piece for Brightside, right? Tell me <laughs> a little bit about that piece.
1: Well, I mean, every artist doesn't really want to review the true meaning behind every lyric, right? But it was basically we want just it. how to handle yourselves. Not, it's not like, hey, everyone calm down, but it's just like if someone's frustrated and they're handling it by just saying, "sun suck, they're going to lose the series, they're if they're a fan that's the way they're going to handle it you know some people just can't handle it so they're going to say the sun suck and they're going to lose a series and that's fine because you know these fans are going to regroup basically and the best way i mean i feel like everyone's really stayed off of twitter i went there today a little bit and it didn't seem so negative it seemed very very positive well i usually don't follow a lot of people that really talk a lot of crap i feel like but it just seemed normal and Whatever the fans have to do to get that frustration out, just let it out, and it's nothing to really dog on these players. Yeah, we hate the Bucks, the Bucks fans. Whatever they do in the Deer District, but that's just what they do, man. We're all the same, right? We're all the same kind of fan bases. We're all trying to cheer on our teams in the same. I mean, we beat people up, but besides that, we're actually just the same as the Milwaukee Bucks fans. So, I mean, I'm not trying to preach anything that's or preach anything. Oh, preach anything? Preach peach. anything that's peace. But I'm just, I'm just saying that there's just better ways to handle this. But any way you can handle it right now, just let the frustration out. Just go right for it. Go right ahead.
0: Well, that's the interesting thing is no matter what happens Thursday night, this season's over for everybody. Like the NBA season's over come Thursday night, whether there's a game seven or not, no matter what, it's over. And as we've referenced here throughout all of our different podcasts about the seven seconds or less era about the last 10 years that have just been shitty about the 93 teams about the 94 95 teams that lost to the rockets like we always go back and look at how we handled ourselves emotionally through those processes i remember when mario elli hit the shot in 1995 i threw my remote and broke it like i just i remember that and mm. given the accessibility to communication now and social media a lot of people can put their feelings out there really rapidly And it's just going to be interesting as we get further and further away from this moment to look back and see maybe a little, you know, do a little self-reflection. Like how did I handle that? How did I handle the Suns finally, not only being in the playoffs for a lot of people, it's their first time ever with the Suns in the playoffs while they have a Twitter account, but not only did I handle, how did I handle the Suns being in the playoffs, but how did I handle their success? And then how did I handle those moments of failure? And it's just interesting to be self-reflective and look back and, You know, good, bad or indifferent, it it is what it is. And I think that's kind of what your article was mentioning, you know, kind of it is what it is, you know, handle yourself the way that you feel appropriate to handle yourself. And I'm going to handle myself the way that I feel appropriate. And, you know, I have a podcast, so I get to talk a little bit uh, more than some people. And I think that everybody just needs needs to lay off a Devin Booker for, you know, what he did in the last game. You know, a lot of people are frustrated with his last minute decision you know, this is this guy's first time ever in the playoffs in a situation where he already has 40 points for his team, doing everything he can to carry it on the back. And some people want to run him out of town because he made one bad decision. It's just like, come on guys. Like who are we yeah. sometimes stuff like that frustrates me. Cause it's like, again, in the grand scheme of things, it's the Chris Paul argument, you know, everybody who's dogging Chris Paul and thinking he's shaving points and doing all this bullshit, <laughs> you know, which is complete and other. It is those two words, bull and shit, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's like, it's the same argument. It's like we're not here without Chris Paul. We're not here if he didn't go ape shit in game six against the Clippers. We're not here if he didn't close out the Nuggets in game four. I mean, so, yeah, these guys are human. They're going to struggle, and and we can't – it's the same argument we hear all season long when, like, if Mikael Bridges has, like, three bad games in a row statistically, people want to trade him. And it's like, listen, is unless your expectation is every player scores 20 points or more every game like people are going to have off games, like that's just how it goes. It's not NBA 2K, so it's you know I just recommend taking a step back, be self reflective, and take a look at your social media. Go through your posts. Like if you're a Twitter hound, if you're if you're listening to this or you're watching this, and you're a Twitter hound who's somebody somebody's who's always like just tapping them keys on your iPhone or whatnot, uh, which is an Android for Matthew. No, oh, uh-huh. I got
1: my iPhone today. Hey, you got your iPhone. <laughs> Hold it up. <laughs> hey! Prove it. Prove it to the jammers. Oh, it's, it's back there, man. Yeah, uh-huh. it's actually not activated, but you'll see. Okay. In a oh, chat. sweet, sweet.
0: The group I chat's about wait. to be Just blue. My little
1: blue message. How exciting is that? <laughs> I can't but wait. The Chris, <laughs> the Chris Paul thing. I mean, I mean, if he sucks. The end game 4, then he does, and it's nothing to take away from what he's done to the Suns team. I, he's my favorite point guard of all time for the Suns. I absolutely love this guy. And I don't want him to go anywhere. But if they have a bad game, yes, it sucks. They blew it. You can critique them in that way because they know for sure that they blew it, and you know, in their own mind. So it's not like it's hate on them themselves. You know, even in the article, I said it's just basketball hate. We always go back to that what yes. Bill Simmons says. It's just sports basketball hate. hate. Yeah, sports hate. Sorry, but he he just he didn't have a good game. The last game he should probably played better in the second quarter when Booker was out. And that's why Booker has to score 40 because when he goes to the bench for half the second quarter, the team cannot handle itself. So, he and how lucky are we to have that in our superstar, Devin Booker, to be a guy that absolutely can take on any kind of situation right now that we know of that exists in basketball and he can just he can be the best player that we know he can be. He's going to show up in these situations, you know, and next game, maybe he passes it more who knows, but I don't care. Cause if he's going to shoot it, he's going to make most of those shots except for the last one where he screwed up just a little bit, but I love the the non timeout, just run down there. He was feeling it. I think he's just like, I got this. And he messed up of course, by just going too far, but he, I trusted him in that moment and I trust him. I trust, I trust everybody on that floor. Maybe they can trust each other a little bit more, but it was they were so close to winning that game, you know? And yeah. uh, we'll see. The, I just know this team's not going to get blown out next game. I know it's going to be a close game or a blowout on their end because they're going to show up. And that's what mm-hmm. we can count on with this team, dude. So, and it sucks because we can't enjoy the moment, right? You always say, oh, I wish I would have joined the moment. But you can't. These no. situations are very stressful. And when you look back at it, be like, oh, I wish I enjoyed it more. No, because it sucks. This whole thing sucks. Losing sucks. So, if we come out and win this game, We're going to feel a lot better, but losing those last three games, it just, it does suck. It's hard to enjoy the moment when your team's losing.
0: Well, and again, the journey on how we got here is why a lot of Suns fans feel the way they do. If we were entering a game six down three to two and like we won the first game, they won the second, then, then they won the third, then we won the fourth and they won the like, you know, if it was a different journey, there'd be different momentum, but because it's, you know, three in a row, that's why so many people are just kind of, up in arms and and frustrated and scared and, you know, the yeah. the season's over and all that. And, you know, uh, Iverson Vlogs in the chat, one of our loyal listeners, he says, do you think Book needs to play most of the game, like 30, 46 minutes or what? I mean, this is yeah. elimination time. So if two you need him to do and that. Two minutes in the
1: second, two minutes and the third, right at the end of, just whenever you have kind of like a little bit stability on the game to where you can, tr- you can tr- like actually like trust these guys a little bit. Take him out for a couple of
0: minutes. I think he'll be happy to play all forty-eight. Right? He's he not would. a guy to complain. <laughs> no, he isn't. And you know what's interesting is the turnaround for that last game. Game seven's two days after Game six. After every other game yeah. uh, outside of Game one and two being uh, a what three days apart. So mm-hmm. I think that that's interesting that the NBA chose to do that. And I think it's for the NBA draft those reasons. Uh, but yeah, he absolutely has to play as many minutes as you need him to play, and he's willing to play him. You know, he's a 24, 25. Is he 24, or 25? I always forget, but he's right there.
1: Um, he's
0: 25 or 24. Yes. It doesn't matter. He's super yeah, young. I think he's 25 in October. He's an October kid. Okay. Uh, so he turns 25, I think, in October. And yeah, he's super young and he'll do anything for this team. And you've seen that. You've seen his heart throughout the series and what he's willing to do and how he's willing to take this team and put them on the back. And they need to get help elsewhere. One thing that I really want the Suns to focus on. So, Monty, if you're listening... Paul, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. If you guys are just kicking it in the hotel room in Milwaukee and you happen to come across the sun's jam session podcast first, do us a favor, subscribe, hit the like button, donate, (laughs) donate, please. Especially you guys. (laughs) Uh, But Pat Connington, you know, this guy's averaging 11 points a game and he's doing it on 50% shooting from three. And how many times have we watched this series and said, don't leave the corner threes. Like, you have Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, whoever it is who's on Pat Connington. When Giannis starts going, I get it. They're trying to build some semblance of a wall, but at the same time, they're leaving wide open shooters for him, to, uh, for Giannis to hit. And connington has been benefiting off that. You take this guy out, and his eleven points, man. You know, you look at some of the games in which the Suns won early in this series. If you go back to, you know, all the way back to July six, game one, Pat Connington had eight points. You know, you go to game two, and uh, what was that? God, that was only two days later. Game two, you know, uh, another performance by Pat content He had 14 points, uh, but we held other guys in check. So we really need to, I, I feel, focus on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely, it's up to DA. And DA is another guy probably, hey, play the 46 minutes. Um, yeah, thanks to Mast1. Five, <laughs> five bucks trying yeah. to do <laughs> 100. Okay. Thanks. man. We'll you yeah. need to find Dr. Malfi. Yeah yeah that's perfect man um but if if it's da's a last chance for someone to go into the hole and try to score then leave it be because honestly anybody helping is not going to help either they're going to foul they're just going to get in the way you know it's it's going to be ugly i've never seen a guy come help defense in the key and you know just help out the situation and strip the ball really it seldom happens but the, connington's just hitting the big shots that's something he didn't do in the first two games and i don't even know if he did it really the rest of the playoffs he is coming in and he's hitting those big shots and no one's really on him. They're wide open. We talked about last podcast, you know, catch it, uh, get get set. He's already set, ready to get in perfect passes to him. All he has to do is launch it like in practice because those are easy shots for him. I know the Suns are getting some good looks too, but it's, it's impossible to really say like, to ask them to be like, okay, you can't help with Giannis. You can't help with a driving Drew Holiday. Stay on your guy. It's impossible, I think, in the NBA right now because that's all we're trying to focus on, especially the Suns try to get those rebounds and maybe try to leave those guys a little bit open from three and see if they can make it. But they're making them. So maybe they go the other way, you know, and maybe they hound them a little bit more on the three point line. That way they're uncomfortable going into like halftime into the end of the game to where they're not knocking down these big shots. Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't know, man. It's a difficult task, right? When you have Giannis, absolutely it is. And a couple of Jamsters in the chat brought this up. You know, you can't let them rebound either. Pat Connington and Blaze Megatron says, uh, "I came, I come for the Suns talk, but I stay for the mispronunci- rich pronun- mispronunciation. I can't say mispronunciation of, Con- <laughs> of, of of Connington. Hey, I hear it on local radio; and they say Conotton. So anything that we're saying, what are we are it, we saying it wrong? I don't know. Uh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure we are. We well. say we say everything, but yeah, two is, hashtag two as well. Uh, but you know, a couple of people said like, you can't let him rebound and he's averaging what 5.4 rebounds a game coming off the bench. Like you cannot let that happen. No. And again, that goes to keeping a body on the guy. If you're crashing yeah. down yep. and uh, and he doesn't dish it out, you're so busy looking at Giannis. You're not boxing this guy out and he's coming in and, and with a fat stack of, uh, yeah. Uh, Chris J says that a fat group of sons, bigs is where Conanton's getting all of his freaking rebounds. And, you know x factor type stuff and he's a guy who's going to be playing well at home you can't let that stuff happen man you just can't let it yeah, happen
1: yeah. yeah and honestly he the, the bounces that they're getting to off the rim or even on when they're on the ground they're going the bucks way and i'm not saying there's any excuses for that but they any time like even if we're about to get the rebound, we might foul, we might step on the line, the ball might be jarred loose, and they'll get it back and put it back in. Yeah. It seemed like that's the last two games that's been happening for the Suns, and it's it's something that you can't really do too much about, and the Suns have to worry about rebounding, but then they also have the offensive rebound, maybe they can crash more, but then they have to worry about getting back on defense, because you've seen the Bucks get out and transition so quickly off of just a missed basket by the Suns to where they have to hustle back, so it's a lot to ask to really improve. I think this is, of course, the toughest matchup the Suns have had the most complete team they played even with injury to uh who's who's out with them nobody
0: never mind (laughs) no 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 they're they're missing uh Dante DiVincenzo Um,
1: yeah DiVincenzo actually who's a a, a a
0: solid rotation player and a good defender
1: he is but this team is they're just so complete so there's a lot of things to tie up but I don't know man it's it's tough task for Monty man
0: yeah and it's it needs to you know come to fruition by the way that his team executes whatever game plan they have in place and you know devin booker does need to rely on his teammates and as much as i was saying earlier you know don't bash devin booker he, you know be thankful for who he is and what he's done for this franchise he's amazing he is he is and yeah. he's he, he has us in nba finals like you know you can't do that without d book but there's going to be opportunities where they're going to try to fluster him and crash it on him and you know i really think that that's the lesson that he will learn from game five was when you have the telestrator up and they show they circle all the wide open guys and everybody who's on Devin Booker. I think that's going to be burned into the back of his brain and he's always going to be like, "Hey, I there's somebody open. If there's this guy, many guys around me, somebody's open." And even if it's not on that first pass and he gets an assist, somewhere somebody's going to be open. And I think that that's another telling statistic in this series is Devin Booker's averaging 3.8 assists. And on the season, he averaged 4.3 uh, but he's, you know, 4.6 for his career. So he's a whole assist down, essentially. And you come to it, you know, that last play, had he got an assist, somebody could have knocked down the shot. So, you know, there's there's a lot of little things, though, that the Suns missed in games four and five that, as Monty Williams said after game four, is it's on them. They're, they're adjustments that they can make. It's not the Bucks' lack of uh, – or, or the way that they've been aggressive or something that they forced the Suns into. It's something that the Suns can – shore up on their side of the floor and if executed properly, uh, win the game.
1: Yeah. And I also want to say just really quick. Someone put in the comments, uh, uh, what was it? Oh man, it's not in a whole lot of comments, but, um, yeah, the whole COVID thing too is kind of strange, right? His his brother's out. Yeah. His brother. But that would suck though. If Giannis was taken out and someone to win the championship, I you know, I would be more than happy. Yes. But that would just suck. That would be an asterisk in a way, just like, why would he have to be out? You know, I want to beat him. I don't want him out. I'm sure he has COVID, but just leave him in.
0: <laughs> Get it over with. Yeah, it's interesting that that's you know, his brother's in pro- COVID protocols, but you know, they're like hugging and everything. It's like, no, he didn't he didn't touch his brother. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how that uh, just looked the other way, I guess. Yeah. Well, it looked the other way unless it's Chris Paul for some reason. (laughs) Um, I had a comment in here. Let me see if I can find it. This is great radio, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I I forget. Oh, here you go. From Chris to John. Do you feel like a tortured soul? Matthew. So Matthew, do you feel like a tortured soul? No, not at all. I mean,
1: yeah, I have to go back to my my quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Romo, the choke artist of the century. He, and that's the two centuries, whatever. <laughs> he he would always say after every loss in the playoffs, um, you know, I'm living the dream. I'm a football player making a lot of money and helping people. And how can he be down about that? Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I don't make as much money as them, but I still live a good life. And the Suns are back in the playoffs. And who knows if this will ever continue to next year. If they win or lose, I mean, I'm trying to live in the moment, but doing the best I can. But it does suck a lot. But I try not to get down on myself. If that's what this is really asking, what about you, John?
0: No, I'm not a tortured soul. I'm a, I'm a Suns fan, so I'm a disappointed sports, you know, consumer, if you will. <laughs> uh, a lot of my teams don't win, um, so I, I definitely, you know, if, if that tortures my soul, like uh you know it's just sports I guess and I think that's what I've I've really kind of just kind of come to the I love sports I love the Suns obviously I dedicate a lot of time and passion towards this team but if they lose I'll have to get up the next day and go to work anyways you know it's like so it doesn't truly affect me it just affects me emotionally uh so I wouldn't say I'm a tortured soul but I'm definitely emotionally invested and that's what makes it so hard is you know I want to go You know, when when you start throwing the word like soul in there, it's like heaven and hell and all this stuff. It's like it's pretty deep. You know, I'm definitely emotionally invested. And therefore, if the Suns lose, I'm frustrated and and pissed. And like the other night, I needed to throw a cup, which by the way, Matthew, remember how I chucked that cup? Mm -hmm. Did it survive? it, it, It survived. Like it's got some road rash on the bottom there from when I Gronk okay. spiked it in my backyard, but <laughs> survived like a champ, dude. Good job, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you threw that, and then you threw the little
1: dog, and then you threw the big one mm-hmm. right through the window, so...
0: Yeah, but the big one But take it. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, like, when that stuff happens, I need to throw something, and I was no, looking I know. around, and I just, I'm like, I found a cup that had water, and I just Gronk spiked it, and I just came back in yeah. and closed the door, and you know, yeah, well, that...
1: Oh, sorry. Duarte actually threw his phone and broke it. So, at yeah, least it I saw phone. that. I saw that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like during these games, like I try to put my phone on the other side of the room. Like I have to really <laughs> seek it out, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. James Smith is a basketball. It is, but come on. And the heat of the moment, it's, it's frustrating. And I used to hate watching games with my sisters. You got money on this game? The way used to be so upset. It's like, uh, no, just leave the no. room. You don't have to my, sit here and watch my, me. No,
0: no the, the worst one is, well, they don't care about you. Um, yeah, I, they kind of do one. I hate that one, but like they, they kind of do, right? They, they care, care about if them, I right? spend my money. They, they need them. the fans. Yeah, they yeah. need us. <laughs> <laughs> you're not on the team, exactly. You know, we, dude, we but... lost. Oh, were you playing? All oh, those great, great comebacks. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how much longer we're going to last here. I just wanted to kind of get together and do a little pre-jam. Is there anything else that you're that you want to bring up prior to game six?
1: Um, no. I mean if anything of a prediction or anything I just I don't know what's going to happen or I don't know how to feel really even going into tomorrow I kind of just want to start the game late you know I want to start it right when tip off I don't want to see anything on the TV I can't see the Bucks fans you know it's very frustrating to see them with a lot of joy um, I just want to be by myself I'm probably gonna be right here watching it on my computer and listening to it so I don't know I just don't know how to prepare or how to be dude what about it's you
0: like- code cod player playa my my apologies i threw an er instead of uh cod player 26 uh that's why i watch by myself yeah me too you know i've had yeah. a bunch of it's it's funny because ever since the playoffs started i've had a bunch of friends who have been like hey you want to watch the game and this and that and like listen if you can't handle me you wouldn't be able to handle me on a regular season game like you think you can handle me during a playoff game like i am walking around i am uh i'm pacing I, i'm constantly checking my computer looking at the stats like i always have the stat page up and i'm just constantly looking at the stats you know because i'm just like i have i have to have that nervous energy uh blaze megatron jam star predictions i'm predicting a win i mean this this baby's going seven i believe in this team absolutely 110 like we win tomorrow we're on this podcast tomorrow being like fuck man we got a game seven ahead of us uh and if we don't win we'll be on here tomorrow after the game being like shit there's no game seven
1: that <laughs> <laughs> pod will be 10 minutes <laughs> It'll
0: be a ten minute podcast Wait.
1: We always say that until the rant and raven goes and it goes for an hour. So well,
0: but, that's um, that, that's because it's not just you and me. If it's just you and me, it's yeah. just us being like, well, shucks, guys. We'll be like, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. So but, Summer League. Uh, hope to God they win. <laughs> yeah, hope to God they win. That's that's a good uh that's a good one there. So um that being said, thank you everybody for joining us. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I mean, think about this, Jamsters. Think of the ride we've been on this year. To have us going into game six of the NBA finals, we're in the middle of freaking July, and we're still talking basketball. You know what I mean? Like, this is fantastic. This is awesome. This is so much fun. It's so stressful. And you're not going to enjoy it in the moment, like Matthew said. But you will remember these moments years from now. We will always come back and reference the 2020-2021 NBA season. And just think about who you are during this time frame. Think about how you how you reacted and how you responded. Think about, you know, like I was saying earlier, go through your Twitter feed. Just see what you've posted. Don't look at everybody else. Go to your page and look at what you've posted. Is it positive or negative? Take it, take a second. Do some self-reflection. That's what I've been doing these past three days. And you know what? I tend to think I'm a positive guy. So positive vibes. Let's do this thing. Let's beat those, let's beat those bucks in game six. Bring it back here from Phoenix beat them in game seven. So on on that, and what's so funny?
1: No, I was just thinking, I only tweet really about farts. So I don't know if that's positive <laughs> or negative. So I
0: don't, it's funny, don't, which is positive. If you're bringing, farts smiles, always then. be funny. Always, right? They're yep. never not funny. They're always funny, dude, ever. Like it happens in <laughs> church. It might be inappropriate, but it's still funny. Yeah. You're still laughing. And but that's then when someone,
1: funny. when it starts to stink though, and it's not you, then that's not funny.
0: Oh, that's true. That's Absolutely. when it no longer that's, that's, that's when it no longer becomes funny. That's when that's it becomes very uh <laughs> like you gotta throw the mask back on. Um <laughs> I like what Michael Farson just said. Let's evoke the ghost of Paul Westfall, guarantee that win. We're gonna go to Milwaukee tomorrow. We're gonna win that game. We're gonna come back on Thursday, win that game, and everybody's gonna say what a great series it was.
1: Mm-hmm. And then a go- parade on Saturday, right?
0: Yes. And it's only yes. supposed to be like
1: 90-something degrees. It's the weirdest July ever. Dude, let's just let's do this. Come it's, on. We're just that close. I I just have so much doubt in my mind. I'm sorry. I'm just a negative, okay. depressed person. I just can't help it. But I and just, that's what
0: makes us work, Matthew, because I'm such a so positive guy. Now. I always think about the positivity because the negativity, man, it'll take over, man. You just got to mm-hmm. pop the gummies so it doesn't take over, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a reminder <laughs> to everybody who's watching. Please subscribe. Hit that like button while you're here. A reminder that you can become an elite jamster by clicking the join button or following the link in the description below. Uh, and you can enter this the code suns Jam at any of uh, uh, let me try this again. I'm not as good as enter the code SUN'SJAM at checkout for any of your online orders for 15% off shopjustsports.com. Again, that promo code is suns Jam. It's a great place to get all your Suns gear and it comes really quick. Got this hat with the with the finals logo on the side, like two days later. So uh, one game at a time. Let's do this, Matthew. I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll see all the Jamsters tomorrow as well.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Go home and love your family.
0: See you tomorrow, folks. Let's go, son. (laughs)